Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel America's number one sports book is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOFD, you'll be all set when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOFD. Make every moment more with FanDuel official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 or older and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio, one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Get really into your favorite shows and movies all in one place with Flex, a 4K streaming box you get free with Xfinity Internet. And get Peacock Premium at no additional cost. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash Flex. Restrictions apply requires postpaid Xfinity Internet excluding Internet Essentials, one device included. It's another film study. It's this is probably your first film study of 2021 because it's our last of 2020 as we're recording it uh, late on New Year's Eve. Kemi Cusick, how you doing? Life's good, Josh. Been a great year of podcasting, even though it's been a crappy 2020 in every other way. I really appreciate doing this show with you and our guest Dan. Uh, been lots of fun. We've done lots of of podcasts together outside of by the numbers as well, and all been fun stuff. Yep, definitely. Uh, it's been an interesting year. Looking forward to 2021 for sure. Uh, yes, though, yeah, somehow 2021 brings excitement and joy, even though we know like things don't change immediately. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and we'll get there. Um, but one way that you can make things a little better for you this weekend is hopping on over at MyBookie. Go on over to MyBookie and use the code RAVENS when you deposit, and they will match you halfway, as you should know if you're listening regularly to this podcast. If you put in $400, they will give you $200 to roll with this weekend. Lots of college football tomorrow or today, depending on when you're listening to it, and lots of NBA games this weekend, along with the NFL to bet on this weekend. So go on over to MyBookie and treat yourself to some extra cash in your pocket by investing in your intuition. And guys, let's start there. Let's start with some cash in 
your pocket because uh, we've got $5 million as my number, as in the one-year, I guess, extension for Jimmy Smith? Yes. So exciting deal for the Ravens. I think a good one. Uh, a lot of incentivized money in that $5 million. It's a NLTVE for cap gurus out there. I'm not one of those, but Dan, I know you know a lot about the cap. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the, the not likely to be earned that you were mentioning is uh, basically they push at least half of, or about half of that that five million will be pushed to the the 2022 cap um, because of the way that it was structured based off of um, um, you know the, the different nuances of the contract. So it's a really useful way that the Ravens were able to um, you know provide him with a, a reasonable uh, level of contract, but um, but limit the impact on the 2021 cap, which, will, as we all know, is going to be tight. Yeah, but it's it's borrowing from the 22, yep. 2022 cap in, in its uh, strictest sense. Let's talk about Jimmy Smith, though, himself as a player, because I, I want to see him continue at cornerback where I think he's too valuable for the Ravens to be without him as a backup. And, and I don't think it matters whether he's the third or the fourth guy or even the fifth guy. If they were to draft a first-round pick and, and he was the fifth cornerback somehow on this roster, Anthony Averitt was even outplaying him, I still wouldn't want to move him to safety. He's too valuable as a backup corner to have over in that safety spot. They really need to use, I think, a later-round draft pick to find that next safety. Geno Stone apparently was not it this year, but whoever the guy is, let's find him. Maybe it's J. Ron Curse, Maybe it's somebody else. Yeah, I think that would be, you know, definitely helpful to get some depth there. And, you know, I, I just like his versatility and his leadership. He just seems like uh, such a good core guy for the team to have in their defensive back group. So I, th- I think it's such a it's a really great deal to going into uh, wrapping up this season, moving towards the next. Some people were asking me if he does, deserves to be in the ring of honor for his body of work with the Ravens. How, how do you how do you shake out on that? Uh I don't really know everyone in the Ring of Honor. I don't. Uh, I'm not very good with all of that. Um, you know, I think he's done a a really good job, but I think probably due to his injury history and things like that, um, it might be a little bit, um, you know, not quite as productive due to injury uh, issues uh, that would get him to the Ring of Honor. Right. He's played about 75% of the games now over 10 years. Uh, that's That would typically be enough. An eight-year period with one team normally would be plenty. Play your second contract. I think Jimmy probably needs some additional playoff item on his log. He was already, realistically, the defensive MVP of Super Bowl forty-seven, uh, including two great plays on that last four-down stop against San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I want to see that again added to his resume because he doesn't have any of the other pro bowl or all-pro scenery that most Ravens defenders have. Yep. Yeah, it'd be nice to see that this year. <laughs> Get him some stats on there. So, there all right, let let's jump into our numbers for uh, for this week. Um, looking back, I've got two numbers: um, eighty three point seven percent and eighty five point one percent. These are the series success rates for series starting with passes and rushes in the last four weeks. So the last four weeks is basically since Lamar returned uh, and has been just on a roll. And the offense has seen uh, kind of an adjustment over those last four weeks. Uh, So the series success rate is the percentage of time that a set of downs results in a new set of downs or a score. Um, prior to these last four weeks, it was 76% and 66% for rushes or passes and rushes. So a huge increase, especially on 
uh, sets of downs on with rushes. For comparison, in 2019, when the Ravens had a, a you know a star offense, uh, all star offense, it was 79 and 80 percent. So it's even above that rate uh, across all of the NFL in 2020. It's about 73 percent and 72 percent. So again, over 10 percent higher across the board uh, in serious success rate compared to um, what the NFL is looking at. Now, and you know, go ahead. I'm sorry. You, you did a great presentation on this. It's still out in the, in, on the website in the gallery. I encourage people to look at that. But one of the things about the, uh, that that I remember was that the series success rate had a fairly significant difference between a series that started with a pass as opposed to a run. And some of that's natural to me because when you're trying to run out the clock, you make sacrifices in order to run the ball and, and, and give up expected points to, to reduce clock and, and, you know, control pace. But, but that 73 and 72 sounds remarkably tight to me this year. Am I misremembering that? Or wasn't there like a nine point difference last year? Yeah, I think that's right. I don't remember exactly what the number was last year, but I think there was a a much wider spread last year between, um, passes and, uh, and, and rushes across the NFL, not for the Ravens, but across the NFL. I'll have to look back at that because uh, I think you're right on there that it's a, Definitely different. Um, how tight those are this year. I'm not sure why. Well, remarkable the the you know 84 percent and change average they've had. Fabulous these last few weeks. So you're not imagining it. The Lamar Jackson 2019 offense really is back. Uh, that's a great one, Dan. I, I'm going to go to the defense and and go with my first two numbers are there, but zero and 18. The Ravens had zero pressure events in the first half versus the Giants. They did have one quarterback hit that was wiped out by penalty. But in the second half, that was 0 out of 13. Uh, in the second half, they were 18 of 34 on pressure events. Six sacks, five other quarterback hits, a pass defense at the line of scrimmage by Wolf, and six other pressures that weren't a, weren't a quarterback hit or better. Uh, Martindale completely turned on the juice in with numbers in particular uh, and came out of the locker room with an eight-man rush, got home with Ward, and they went off to the races with both scheme and numbers in that second half. Yeah, it was fun to watch at the second half. It was just, uh, you know, nice, nice to see them get aggressive and not just sit back and, you know, and, and hope that nothing came, you know, nothing bad happened. They just took the game over, and and it was great to see as a fan. So, all right, my next number is seventeen point nine percent. That's the third down conversion over expected in the last four weeks. Again, the last four weeks uh, is is kind of a theme you'll see for me based off of. Um, how well the offense has been performing. The 17.9% is the highest in the NFL over that time period. So this is the third down conversion over expected. Um, this is using you know a, a regression model um, uh, done by the group over at NFL Faster, um, their their Twitter uh, group, and um, you know the third down conversion model, basically using a few different variables, uh, position on the field, and the yards yards remaining and the time remaining, uh, kind of determine what what your likelihood of, of converting that play is in order to get a first down. And the the Ravens have been converting first downs on eighteen uh, percent higher than expected, which is which is remarkable. So it, it, that's you know we're actuaries, so we're used to talking in these terms, but that's. 18 percentage points higher. It's actually like 50% more, right, in terms of the percentage 
of success. Maybe of not actual, quite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And do, you don't happen to have the underlying numbers on that, do you? It's like like thirty-seven and fifty-five. Yeah, they or something? were they were twenty-seven out of forty-five. So eighteen percent of forty-five. That's what is sixty. That? So like, sixty. Yeah. yeah. So. So sixty yeah. and forty-two were the were the two numbers. So it's almost fifty percent higher. Yeah. So that's pretty impressive. You know, they've they're converting at a remarkable rate. Um, and one of the things that I saw that was was really jumped out to me was Ravens have been able to convert 100% of the third downs on series that started with a run. So often you hear, you know, if you started with a run, uh, a lot of people will say, you know, you're kind of just setting yourself up for failure. That's not (laughs) the case for Ravens at all. They are getting in a position where they can succeed by gaining a big chunk on first down and getting, you know, into a reasonable yardage uh, for second and third down, and they're converting 22 out of 22 uh, times when they've had uh, a third down after running on first. So that's, pretty remarkable. That's that's amazing because you think about that Giants game. They're running out the clock in the Giants in that second half, and they ran, they had to run on first down for most of those times, and that means they converted every single one of those. I almost have, want to go back and check that. That almost I, doesn't seem right. I did not believe it. The only time they were close was the uh, the Tyree Phillips, uh, you know, <laughs> the, the the run on third down that was going to be a loss and not converting on third down, but he he rumbled for a first down. So, all right, very good, great stuff, Dan. Uh, Twelve is my nine number. The next the number of times the Ravens rushed six or more against the Giants in this game. I want to frame that up for you. Before for the entire season, the Ravens had rushed six or more on forty seven total snaps. So twelve out of fifty nine is more than twenty percent of their season total in this single game alone. And in fact, 11 of them were in the second half. So almost 20% in the second half. Those 12 plays, the Giants gained negative 13 yards. Fantastic in-game Martindale adjustment to go nuts with numbers. And what we really saw is the Giants' offensive line looks completely bewildered. They've got a couple of rookies playing on that line at right tackle, at left tackle, and left guard, Shane Lemieux, uh, Pert, who was the very long-armed right tackle from Connecticut, I think. And then at left tackle, they've got the, their number one or two pick, Andrew Thomas, who's you know supposed to be good, but he just did not know who to block when there's six men at the line of scrimmage. They could not get it figured out. And whatever reason, they kept getting free runners. Usually six going against five will usually create some free runners, but they got a lot of free runners in that second half to generate those pressures and, and generate the uh, the events. Fantastic adjustment by Martindale to take advantage of an enormous weakness. I was asked today... Did he hold off till the second half on that adjustment intentionally? What I think probably happened is that the, the Giants were driving towards the end of that half, and they had their one good drive of the first half, which ended up being uh, PD in the end zone by Humphrey forced the field goal. And I think on that drive, Martindale decided at some point, hey, we just can't let him sit back there, but I'm going to wait till the second half to implement it since we're up 20 to nothing right now. And he did. And, or maybe 17 and nothing. He did, and it was amazingly successful. It did not give the Giants a chance to talk about that at halftime. Yeah, yeah, that's probably a good point. Don't let them have time to, you know, adjust accordingly. So, yeah, it's, that's a, you know, a, a great adjustment by way, which, we, you know, we've, we've come accustomed to seeing for sure. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. Every day there's an opportunity for a win, just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Everyday grab-and-go, everyday giftable, everyday fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification. And they're satisfying to scratch, no matter the outcome. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher Colossal Cash. 
It's loaded with $100 to $500 prizes. Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to the nearest Virginia Lottery retail location and pick up a scratcher today. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 3.21. At Lowe's, we're your go-to for great gardening values every day. That's why we've lowered our price on select bagged mulch. Now starting at just $2.88 a bag. Mulch helps prevent weeds and retains moisture. And when you put it down around trees, shrubs, and flower beds, you'll see how beautiful it makes your outdoor space. Just in time to welcome back family and friends. Shop online and pick up in store. Lowe's, home to the best part of summer. Selection and product availability vary by location. While supplies last, U.S. only excludes Alaska and Hawaii. So, um, all right, my next number is 49% and 16% the defensive snap counts for Chris Board when the Ravens are missing one of their top three cornerbacks, Humphrey, Peters, or Jimmy Smith, versus when they aren't. So when one of those three has been out is week 9, 13, 15, and 16. Um, So he's stepped up into a huge role when uh, one of the three of them has been out. I think he's played admirably and, you know, done a, a really solid job considering Prior to this year, I think he's mostly been a special teamer, um, you, you know, but that's not an ideal situation going into the playoffs. Um, you know, so there's been the addition of J. Ron Curse and, you know, health improving at the cornerback position. So uh, hopefully that can, uh, you know, adjust it and not have to rely so much on him. So, Yeah, I agree. I, mean, I think the proxy dying back situation has been one of the things, and my next number goes directly to it. So I'll, I'll jump into that, and then we can discuss this as a whole when we get to the end. The Ravens in, in 2019 played a franchise record 42.1% of their snaps in dime or quarter packages. That's with six or more defensive backs. They don't really have six defensive backs they can afford to put on the field at one time right now. In fact, they barely have five. So, uh, you know, they're in, a, they're in a, a bad situation. When they have five, board comes on as a sixth. 16.9% six-plus DBs in 2020. So a little bit more than a third as much as they did last year. There are other factors, I realize. Having the lead a lot in 2019 meant that they were going to the dime earlier as an every-down defense. So there's some of that. But even in other years in the past, they've been about 33 to 35% dime. And I would have expected the Ravens to be in that neighborhood this year, but they just haven't had the proper personnel to put it out there. They did give Gilchrist a chance earlier this year. And for whatever reason, they didn't like him as much. Then they've stuck with Chris Board since then. The release of Stone was a little bit unfortunate. I don't know that they were really expecting to lose him when they uh, sent him down to the practice squad. But the fact that they didn't have him playing in the dime package would have told me that they just don't like where he is anyway in, in, in terms of practice. Last point on this is the acquisition of J. Ron Curse gives them a couple different options. Uh, he may just be a backup safety, and they certainly do need that as far as only having two guys to fill those two free safety, strong safety spots, uh, which which would be very bad if they lost either. And, and J. Ron Curse can really only play strong safety or the dime. He would never be a free safety guy. He's just not a rangy back-end guy. Uh, but but he what he could do is come up and play dime in the playoffs or cover tight ends man-to-man, both of which would be very useful to the Ravens. Yeah, I hope, uh, you know, I hope he fits well. It's kind of a low-risk, medium reward, I guess. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, he some questionable issues at the, at the end there uh, with, with his release. And then, um, you know, it's difficult to pick up a complex defense late in the season. But, uh, you know, anything he can do is great. 
let's talk about the risk component of this one more time because I love talking risk with you in particular, mm-hmm. Dan. I know, I know you, you kind of get it when you talk about low risk, high reward. The reason this is a very low risk move is the, is the compensation is almost nothing. He's at the end of his contract. I assume he's making the league minimum for this deal, and he's only getting us one seventeenth of that because he signed for one week effectively. With regard to the reward component, in, in the Des Bryant case, a lot of people said low risk, high reward, and they were right about the, about the compensation component. They were wrong about the return component because he has to take snaps away from somebody else who's probably better. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, and that's my concern about it. In this case, Jaron Curse is not going to be taking snaps away from somebody who's more skilled at the position than him or, or you know, in this coverage responsibility. He might screw up. But it's a great gamble in terms of him being the better player. So I think it's, this is a very low risk and high reward move. I, I don't. I'm rem- amazed that this kind of a move fell right in their lap. It's kind of like Terrell Suggs falling to the Chiefs last year for almost nothing at the end of the year. Yep, definitely. Um, all right, jumping to my my fourth number, uh, 239. It's a consecutive game streak for Sam Cook, which is. Uh, at this time, I was saying it was at risk of being broken due to him going on COVID. That's pretty sure it's a, a sure thing at this point now. So it, it's going to be broken. Um, he played in every game or you know, was on the, on the roster for every game since being drafted in the sixth round for, of 2006. It was a franchise record. Only two active players had longer streaks with Phillip Rivers with 241 game more and LP... Ludicour or something like that. Ludicour, I don't know how to pronounce the French Canadian or something like that. Uh, who's the long snapper for the Cowboys? Uh, Two hundred fifty-five. Um, it's the fourteenth longest streak in NFL history. Um, and in fact, per per Aaron Kazanitz, um, last time anybody other than Sam Cook punted for the Ravens was January first, two thousand six, when Dave Zastadel punted eight times in a 20 to 16 loss to the Browns. So that's a pretty crazy stat. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, uh, I just read today that they signed Johnny Townsend, uh, who was previously on the, um, the training camp uh, with the team and then was on Kansas city's practice squad. So looks like he'll be the kicker for at least this week. Right. Did they sign him to the 53 or did they sign him to the practice squad or what do they do? Do you know? Uh, I'm not sure. I think they signed him to the 53 because they pulled him off of the practice squad yeah, from Kansas City. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, I, I don't know if that binds them now for three weeks to this guy uh, or if the rules change during the during the playoffs or anything like that. That's interesting. Um, 26, 67, and 32. The 2,667 rush yards for the Ravens this year is already the 32nd highest total of all time through just 15 games. So if they have 233 against the Bengals, that would give them even 2,900. That would push them up to 12th all-time, and that total would be the third highest since 1984. Only the 2019 Ravens, who hold the all-time record at 32.96, and the 2006 Falcons at 29.29 since 1984. That's 36 years now. A significant chunk of NFL history there have rushed for 2,900 yards. So that'd be a nice uh, uh, point for the Ravens to get to. Uh May happen, may not, but uh, boy, this is a great time to watch the potency of this run game unleashed. You've got a healthy Lamar with a stabilized offensive line, and my fingers are crossed on Patrick McCarry or whoever plays that position that, that it, you know, the offense can still function at the same level. 
Um, and then I think maybe more importantly, the running back snap allocation is in line with productivity now. So, the, you know, uh, there, there very few snaps are going to Justice Hill, uh, and his productivity is more of an unknown than anything else. But Mark Ingram's production relative to the other two was better known, and he's, you know, been inactive the last couple of weeks. So uh, I think they're, they're getting that in line right now. Yeah, it's, it's been great to see, and it'll be uh, interesting to see where they end up. 233 is quite a <laughs> quite a chunk, but uh, but it's definitely within the realm. So, All right, uh, my last number is 51.1%. Uh, that's the red zone efficiency for Cincinnati. Um, so that's the percent of red zone drives that they end up with a, with a touchdown. It's the third worst uh, in the NFL, just ahead of the Jets and the Giants. Um so anytime you're only ahead of the Jets and the Giants, that's not a good place to be. Uh, you know, Baltimore's red zone defense hasn't been great, uh, com- especially compared to the rest of their defense. They're in the bottom third of the NFL uh, in 24th with 63%. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm really hoping the, the Baltimore defense can step up and get, get some stops um, and, uh, you know, hold them to field goals or less when they get to the red zone. And I think that'll play a big role, especially if we have uh, any questions, you know, in our kicking uh, kicking game. So yeah, this is definitely a grinded out. Don't take chances, even with slight positive expected points outcomes. Don't take chances with expected win gambles in this game. Wouldn't you agree? Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. Yeah. Don't as the better team with only one game left. Don't take the risk. There you go. There you go. Uh, my last number is zero. That's the home field advantage rounded to the near point in both 2020 and, remarkably, 2019, per data published by Ben Baldwin. Uh, So we've been hearing about 2020 and assuming this is a COVID phenomenon, but in 2019, home teams actually played slightly worse and played at a slight disadvantage. So it's it's interesting to see this chart come out today, and I just picked this thing off of it. But uh, the last time that the traditional, I'll call it, three-point home advantage that gamblers are used to asserting happened was in 2013. It's been two points and change, one point and change since. And uh, and remarkably, that home field advantage has really been reduced. And in baseball, when they've analyzed this, Bill James has looked at it, and he decided that about 40% of it was the umpires. Wouldn't surprise me that a larger component of it was the officials and that the advent of instant replay has actually reduced the amount officials impact the game in the home team's favor. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, don't have the pressure on them that they have to make that split second decision. They can review those uh, instant decisions and especially on the big plays. So that that definitely seems like a reasonable uh, answer to me. But that's pretty crazy. No impact on the home field. So Love doing this show with you guys. want to say uh, Happy New Year to both of you. It's been a wonderful year working with you. Looking forward to another in, in uh, 2020. Dan, I hope we can do lots of uh, off-season material together, and I think we'll have a chance before the playoffs to do a couple more by the numbers as well. Sounds good. Happy New Year to everybody. We'll talk to you next time on Film Study. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you. So you can always depend on us. Call, 
clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. Every day there's an opportunity for a win, just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Every day grab and go, every day giftable, every day fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification. And they're satisfying to scratch, no matter the outcome. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher Colossal Cash. It's loaded with $100 to $500 prizes. Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to the nearest Virginia Lottery retail location and pick up a Scratcher today. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 3.21. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.